Hebrews 10:14 KJV For by one offering he hath perfected for every for forever them that are sanctified like to welcome everybody this morning. We appreciate, as always, another opportunity to be in the Lord's house. And appreciate our children, the way they sang this morning. And, uh, just uh, appreciate the Lord, just uh, everything he does for us. It's, it's easy just to take everything for granted and not uh, take time to look around at how good we have it. And, uh, and if you're saved, um, you can't ask for anything more. It's the best thing this life has to offer. And if you don't have that this morning, I pray that you get it as soon as the Lord will allow you to have an opportunity. But 
thankful to be here and look forward to having a good day. And uh, I'm going to ask Dad to dismiss us to Sunday school. We appreciate the opportunity to be in God's house and, and know the Lord's sure been good to us. Uh, seems like lately he's blessed, blessed our services real good. And uh, we got a, this lesson is just a kind of a follow-up on last week's lesson, but uh, it ought to be a good one if, and I, if the Lord let us get into it, and I'm, I'm hoping He will. And uh, uh, I want to read a. The lesson starts at the 57th verse of the first chapter of Luke, but I'm going to read some that was in last week's lesson that I didn't get down to. Uh, Luke 1, 18 said, And Zacchaeus said unto the angel, If you remember, Gabriel come to Zacchaeus and told him that him and Elizabeth was going to have a son and call his name John. And, uh, and, and they, were, they were old, but that, I'll read that in a minute. And Zacchaeus said unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God, and am sent to speak unto thee, and to shew thee these things, glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and not able to speak, 
until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. So uh, John kind of doubted what the angel was saying, and from a natural standpoint, I could see that. But uh, if God... If God tells you something, as, as the old saying goes, you can take it to the bank. Uh, and uh, God, when God reaches us when we're lost, I, and I know this from personal experience, and I've heard other people give their testimonies and uh, but when God told me I was lost when the gospel come to me, I, I absolutely knew that was the truth. I, I mean, that, that went deeper than just in here. It was down here. And, uh, but sometimes, sometimes God will give us something to do. He'd get up and testify or sing a song or whatever, and we'll sit and kind of question whether, whether I ought to do that or is that really the Lord telling me to do that and so on and so forth. That's this guy getting involved. And we have, a, we have an argument back and forth and the devil try to talk us out of it. And uh, so we, and, and have you ever, just let you think about this, have you ever since you've been saved wondered if you were really saved I've been saved 60-some years, and uh, I, I, couldn't, I probably couldn't number the, a number of times that the devil's come to me and said, there ain't nothing to that. You might as well just quit. But then the Lord come along. <laughs> I sang a song this morning, trying to, and I just know a few words of the song that many used to sing. My mother-in-law, he saved me, he saved me. How happy I am. The Lord come along and blessed me. When, when he moves like that, I know I'm saved. I, I, there ain't no doubt then. But that's down here. In here is where the doubt's at. And this fellow's not saved. But we got a hope in this guy. God's going to raise him from the ground one of these days just as perfect as our souls are. Now, that's a different lesson, but... Uh, so Zacchaeus was struck dumb, and it kind of sounds like, if you listen to the reading of the lesson, it kind of sounds like he might have been deaf too. But it don't, the Bible don't say that, but it kind of sounds that way. But Now Elizabeth, Elizabeth's full time came that she should be delivered, and she brought forth the son. So God fulfilled what he said he was going to do. And uh, this kind of a uh, compares to when Abraham and Sarah had their their son. They were old. God can God can do anything He wants to do. Uh, the greatest. How big a change did He make in your life? If he can change, if he can change us, 
completely around, turn us around and set us down, get us coming to church on a regular basis. He can do anything. And uh, I know he made a great big change in my life. And I, I don't think I was a real bad person. But that was my opinion. Maybe my mom thought the same thing. But uh, I was lost, though. I felt like a bad person that day when God told me I was going to hell. And uh, uh, so God can, do, God can do anything that he wants to do. And I guarantee you, if God said it, you can look for it. And uh, God, and, and I talk about a lot of times, John, God, God sent John on a mission. Uh, when, the, when Gabriel come to Zacharias, uh, he was sending John on a mission and that was before he was ever born. You go back and read in Zechariah, uh, where God called Zechariah, and he said, before, before you were born, I can't quote it exactly, but he said, before you were born, I knew thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And, and I, believe, I believe God had every one of us' life mapped out before we was ever born, and he knew... And I don't want to get into a lot of stuff, but God knew every one of us that was going to get saved before the foundation of the world. Now, he didn't have it planned out that this one will get saved and this one won't. God don't do that. It wasn't his will that any should perish. He sent Jesus to die for the whole world. And everybody will have their opportunity, but God knew before the foundation of the world, who was going to accept him and who wasn't. And he had our lives mapped out for us if we're following. Now, he, he, called, he called Zechariah and he told him, I knew you before you was born. And, he, and Zechariah kind of argued back and forth with God just like Moses did, like all of us do when he tells us to do something. And, uh, but God said, uh, you will go to who I send you and you will speak the words that I've put in your mouth, more or less what he said. And, and, and Zechariah was a great prophet of God. If we, if we will follow what God gives us to do and we ain't all preachers or prophets or whatever, but we're all priests and kings before God and we've got our little part in the kingdom and that's not the right way to say it. There ain't no little parts. If you're working for God, you've got a great big job. And uh, it may not, uh, my job don't seem near as, near as hard as Terry Brock's job. And, and, and probably ain't. But it's, it's an important, I, I guess a better way to say it, every job is important. There's no unimportant jobs in God's kingdom. And uh, so he sent John on a mission. And her neighbors and her cousins heard how the Lord had shewed great mercy upon her, and they rejoiced with her. And uh, 
it's a joyful occasion when a baby's born. And uh, for most people, anyway, they might be some people don't like it, but uh, I remember uh, I remember when Jay was born, and uh, I was proud as I could be. And I, you know, that's that's natural. And uh, God's God's blessed us, but. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. Now, circumcision was a, a sign of the law and before Jesus come, they were supposed to keep that. And I'll, I'll throw this in for what it's worth. The law, the law didn't get done away with. The law was fulfilled in Jesus, but it wasn't done away with. Now, like the, the circumcision and the offering of animals and stuff like that, we don't have to do that anymore because Jesus, Jesus fulfilled all of that on Calvary's cross. And uh, These, these things hanging right here, these Ten Commandments and God's law that's in the book, I've God, God expects me to keep every one of them just as close as I can. And uh, just, because, just because Jesus died and forgive me my sins don't give me a, 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 a right to go, to go sin some more. Seems like some people think that. Uh, and I've heard people say that the Baptist, that's what the Baptist church believes because they believe in eternal life. Uh, they believe they can get saved and just go do whatever they want to and they're still going to heaven. That, if you're saved, you're going to heaven, regardless of what you do. But God don't give us a right to commit sin after we get saved. And uh, the wages... And I don't want to get into this a whole lot, but the wages of sin is death. Now, before we were saved, that was eternal death in a devil's hell. Sin, after we're saved, if if we if we sin, our testimony's dead. Now, God might not kill this body; He might let us stay around a long time. But if I'm living in sin and I'm supposedly saved by the grace of God, or if I am saved by the grace of God, I can't help the people that God put me here to help. So we need to, we need to live just as close as we can so that our testimony will have some power. So that what the job that God's put us in We'll be able to do it. And his mother answered and said, Not so, but he shall be called John. Now the angel the angel told Zacharias that. I guess he relayed the message to her. And uh, it said, His name shall be called John. And they said unto her, 
There is none of thy kindred that is called by that this name. Now, if if we've been changed, and God, I guarantee you, God, I know from experience. I, if you if you're saved by the grace of God, God made a change in your life down on the inside, and He gave you a want to down here to change this thing. Uh, change the places you used to go and, and the, the words that used to come out of your mouth and all, all, the, all the sin that was in your life, God gave God put a want to down in here for me to change that. And I've told a lot of times, when I was a kid, I didn't like coming to church at all. Because mom and dad made us sit still and be good, and and uh, and I just didn't like it. But after I got saved, I couldn't hardly wait till church comes Sunday night to get back. And when I'm when I'm as close to the Lord as I need to be, it's that way still yet. If I start thinking, and I wish I didn't have to go, then I'm not as close to the Lord as I need to be. And uh, and the older I get, uh, seem like the more trouble I have. You, you seem like I'm tired all the time and different things. But uh, when I seem like any more, when I come to church, the Lord blessing me more than He ever did. And. Uh, This morning, I was, I was uh, talking about God blessing you. This morning, I was walking through the house, and many a song come to my mind. And the Lord blessed me. Uh, bless His name, He saved me. And uh, if that don't if that don't touch your heart, if you've been saved, something ain't right. If you if you sing it right. I don't know a lot of words of it, but it was it was good what little I did know. And they said unto her, There's none in my family called by this name. And they made us they made now here's what I was talking about. And they made signs to his father how he would have him called. Sounds sounds like he wasn't able to hear too. But I don't not the Bible don't say that, but uh they could have talked to him if he could hear. I believe, and uh, and he he asked for a writing table, and wrote saying, "His name is John," and they marveled all. And his his mouth was opened immediately, and his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. And that that goes back to where the 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 angel made him the promise, told him he's going to be he's going to be dumb until this was fulfilled. And as soon as soon as he said his name would be John, his his mouth was opened, he could speak. And uh, so if, if God if God tells you something, and I, I said this two or three times already, if God tells you something, you can bank on that. 
You can believe that. And, and every one of us, every one of us has got that in us because God, when God convicted us of our sin and, and told us to come to Jesus, he promised us salvation. And when we come to him, he fulfilled that. He, uh, I can't, there ain't even words to tell how good it is to be saved. And it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. But, and his mouth was opened immediately, and he, he, his tongue loosed, and he spake and praised God. And fear came on all that dwelt around about him, and all these sayings were noised abroad throughout all the hill country of Judea. When God does something, did you ever, did you ever notice? Uh, we can, we can call a preacher to have a revival, and and be a good spirit in the church. But seem like you're getting a revival, and people start getting saved, and and uh, and God's moving real good. The crowd starts building up. You get a you get a bigger crowd. If you have a down service where it's kind of low, the next night the crowd's down. Then you, you can have a, and I've seen it time and time again, you can have a, a, a real good service and the next night the crowd's back up. And uh, uh, I heard a, I guess it was a joke, I don't know, but uh, my dad, I think my dad told me this, that uh, there was a guy who lived right across the road from a church and and the church building this back way back and uh, the church building caught on fire and that guy run over there and got him a bucket and started hauling water trying to throw it on the fire and then all the other people got there trying to help they after it was all out, they asked him, said, you ain't never been to this church. Said, why'd you come now? He said, the church ain't never been on far. So if, if, uh, if we get on far, the people will show up. And uh, God's Spirit draws people in. And all they that heard them laid, laid them up in, the, in their hearts saying, what manner of child shall this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. And uh, you move, you move in the spirit, and and it, it touches someone's life. They'll wonder about it. They'll wonder what, how, how did that happen? You know. I'd heard, I'd heard preachers preach all my life. But that Sunday morning in 1956, God allowed Preacher Ash to preach to me personally, and it went down in here, and, and just like they said back in the Bible, never a man spake like that man. 
that was that was a different that was different preaching than I'd ever heard. I mean, it was it was absolutely real, and it still is. And now, we done we done covered that John was sent to do a job. He was sent on a mission. Oh. In the, in the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah, it said, talking about John, said, The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain shall and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord hath spoken it. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. I probably got that wrote down here. Yeah, I do. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present world, looking for and that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Now, if you, if you live for God and go to church all the time and try to live right and stay out of the, stay out of the world, People think you're peculiar, you're funny. Something something ain't right. A lot of people will. Now I've had I've had a few people in my life that asked me was I a Christian and and, uh, and respected that. But then I there's some that don't. And uh had one fellow tell me I was a religious fanatic. And uh made me mad when he first said it, but then after I thought about it a minute, it made me happy. I was glad he noticed. But in the 76th verse, and thou, child, shall be called a prophet. Now, this is Zechariah prophesying after God opened his mouth. And thou, child, shall be called a prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Now, God sent John on a mission, and, and he was going, he was preparing naturally, he was preparing a church, a people, for the, for the coming of the Messiah. By the same token, we're at church here this morning to prepare a way for our people that's lost to, that, to preach the message, same message John preached. Repent ye for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. And it's more at hand now than it was then. Now, he might have been talking about Jesus being there in the flesh. But Jesus is here this morning in the power of God's spirit. And he, I believe he's going to reach somebody. That's why, that's, why he, that's why God's got a church here 
to reach our people, to convict hearts and draw them to Jesus. And I believe, this is just one of my thoughts, but I believe that when God looks down through time and he sees that nobody else is going to believe it, nobody else is going to accept it, he's going to tell Jesus, go bring my people home. I don't want them wasting their time. And uh, so we're one of these days, we're going home. But, but he's given us a job to do. We're here on a mission. And our mission is to do everything that God puts on our heart to do. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of, there's a, there's a natural side to going to being a, a, a servant of God. We got to keep this man under subjection. When the devil comes along and says, stay home today, we got to give him a whooping and pick him up and bring him to church. I believe, I believe God wants us to present ourselves in his house when we're able, every time it's church time. He told me to present my body a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. And he said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, which the manner of some is. So if he wants us to present our bodies before God, we gotta, we got to come to God's house to make that sacrifice. Now I can I can I can do that away from the church once in a while if God gives it to me. But I guarantee you, if I don't come to church, God ain't going to work through me for nothing. I've been there and done that. The only thing God was doing to me was convicting my heart and condemning me for not doing what he wanted me to do. So we need if we're able. And God knows, God knows if I'm able to do my job or not. If I'm able to get up and come to church. God knows that. And if I'm able, he expects it out of me. For thou shalt go before his face, the face of the Lord, to prepare his ways. And uh, you remember one, one of my favorite scriptures, I guess, because I got a bunch of them, but one of my favorite scriptures when John pointed to Jesus and said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And that's what actually Flavus Hash preached the morning I got saved. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. So he was pointing to the same person. And God pointed that to me. Most real thing in my life. To give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. That's what the church is about. Now, Back, we, we say back under the law, but uh, people got, people, everybody that's ever went to heaven or ever will go to heaven got saved by the grace of God. 
Now, there were a lot of a lot of people back in that time before Jesus come that was doing like people are today, trying to get to heaven by their works. You remember the the Pharisee and the publican or whatever he was went to the house of God to pray and the Pharisee said Lord I thank you that I'm not like this other guy and that's the way that was the attitude of a lot of people then and it is now too people saying well I'm I'm doing real good I've I've done this and I've done that and 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 I go to church and I pay my tithes and I do all these good things so I'm I'm hoping I'll make it there, if you're just hoping you'll make it, I feel sorry for you. I know, and I've heard Terry Brock say, I don't know how many times, I know that I know that I know. I know that I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. And it ain't because I've been so good. I try to live, I try to live right. But I'm a big failure even at that. But I believe we ought to try just as hard as we can. But the reason I'm going to heaven is because of that Sunday morning in 1956 when Jesus spoke peace to my soul. And I, it's been peace ever since. And uh, So our job is to give knowledge of salvation unto his people by the remission of their sins. That's what we're here this morning for. Uh, I'm, I believe somebody will have an opportunity to get saved. God will show somebody that they need Jesus. And uh, if, if, if we as a church humble our heart and do our job, he's got us here to be the window from heaven for that light to shine through. Anybody got a comment? Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us. How, how merciful and how good was God to me. He allowed me, first of all, uh, he, brought, he brought them people up out of Kentucky that set this church up. Well, God done the setting up, but God brought those people together over on Albert Street and uh, well, they was having church in people's houses for a pretty good while, and Mom took me to them. They had some real good meetings, and uh, then they built they built a little block building over on Albert Street, and that uh, most people turn their nose up at that building now, probably, but they was a lot of people got saved there. And it didn't look like much. 
and the building ain't there anymore. But the work that God done in that building will last forever. Same way with this one. One of these days, this building will be gone. But the work that God's done here will last forever. And hopefully, hopefully, well, if you move in the Spirit, it's forever. It's eternal. I believe everything's done in the Spirit is eternal. And, uh, but especially if people get saved, that's eternal. Seventy-ninth verse, and this is a really this is a highlight to this lesson, I think. To give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. And John John had a great big job, but no bigger than any of the rest of us. Now, he, he lived in a little rougher time than we live when it comes to following God. Uh, he ended up getting his head cut off. But uh, Jesus told his disciples, said there's never a greater born a woman than John the Baptist. And he, if, if you do your work for God, he can say the same thing about you. And uh, I've known I've known a lot of great people in my life. I started to say men, but I a lot of them's women, men and women both, that have been dead and gone for a long time. That's still a light to my path. And me and me and Billy Ray were ordained at the same time. And. Uh, I was look. It's been a while, pretty good while back. I was looking at my ordination paper, and the people that signed it. It wasn't a great big bunch of them, but of the people that signed it, there's only one still living. That's Murphy Buell, and uh, he was a deacon at that time. But. Uh, and I've thought a lot of times, them, them men and this church put a lot of confidence in me. And uh, I remember Taft uh, Farmer and Clarence Carter talked to me in the basement over on Albert Street about being a deacon. I said, I told them, I said, I'll have to pray about that. And I, I prayed. I don't know how long it took me. I don't remember, but I prayed, and, and God satisfied my heart that I ought to take the job. And I ain't, I ain't done a good job at it, but God's blessed me along the way. And uh, but God puts us in the jobs He wants us in, and if we try, if we try, we give it. A, God don't accept anything except our best. He has to be number one. And, uh, and I love my wife better than anything in this world. Except Jesus. And uh, 
We talk, we both talk all the time about, I, I, I tell her all the time, she's the second best thing that ever happened to me. Getting saved is the best. And, uh, but I love, I, I love that, I love that song, I love the blessed Savior divine. He put a love down in my heart in 1956 that seemed like it just keeps growing. And it gets brighter and brighter onto a perfect day. That's in the book. And uh, that perfect day ain't too far off. One of these days, Jesus is going to take us home. To give light to them that sit in darkness. Isaiah 9, it said, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And in 2 Peter, now if I can read my writing, 1.19 said, We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. And we have people have to take heed to what God tells them, the warning that God sends out through the church. And I've talked two or three times about the change that God made in my life, and I know he did yours too. Uh, it was like going out of total darkness into complete light. That's one way of saying it. And uh, it's just, uh, it's beyond telling. I say all the time, getting saved is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. It was then... And it is now. And that's been 66 years, and it ain't wore off, and it ain't got old. Actually, it gets, it's new. Every, every time God's Spirit moves in here, it's brand new. And uh, they sang a song in the choir, the old story never grows old. I've been, I, as soon as I got saved, I started trying to study the Bible. And, uh, of course, I started trying right at the start reading, trying to read Revelations and stuff like that, Daniel, and wasn't getting nowhere much. So I, I went back to St. John and started there. And, uh, and God blessed me in doing that. And uh, the Lord's been good to me. And I, 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 don't, I can't say that enough.